0: From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA.
1: Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB, VK4Baker Baker, with the WIA National News Service. This news, the very last one for 2013. It's December 29. Proposed amateur radio club activity to commemorate the centenary of Gallipoli. Alex, VK4TE, contacted our WIA with a tremendous idea of us honouring the original ANZAC. This at no cost to WIA, but rather drawing on an Australian government funds allocated for community involvement from every federal seat in Australia. However, at the WIA board meeting November 19, the WIA as a body will not be as actively involved as Alex would have liked, but... Club committee man Ted Thrift of WIA has issued the following to all club secretaries. And I quote, We are trying to put together a widespread activity to help commemorate the 100th anniversary of the Gallipoli landing throughout Australia. At this stage, the idea is that we try to encourage one amateur radio club in each and every federal electorate, and there are 150 in Australia, this to establish an HF VHF station to operate from a day from the premises of the local RSL sub-branch, if appropriate, and then for the next 12 days to operate on a roster basis from amateur radio club members' home QDHs. Anzac Day in 2015 falls on a Saturday, and with memorial services and marches and associated club activities on the 25th, that's why the start date for this activity has been provisionally set for the 26th. Now, if you'd like to find out more, drop a line to Alex or to Andy, or to Ted Frift, and you'll find their addresses on the text edition of this, the WIA National News Service. But, Alex, a tremendous idea. Hams across Australia, and from the 22nd of February 2014, amateurs across VK2 will have the freedom to put up masts, antennas and dishes unfettered by development restrictions previously imposed by local councils, which varied widely across the state. Minister for Planning and Infrastructure, the Honourable Brad Hazard MP, has announced a range of changes to the state environmental planning policy on exempt and complying development, which enables minor developments that meet set standards to proceed without having to get development approvals passed through local councils. Well done there, and you'll find out more about it when you read WIA front page news on wia.org.au. A new beacon is planned for Mildura listen for the new beacon at 473 kHz that on the 630 meter band from Mildura in northwest Victoria built by Noel Ferguson VK3FI it has a 70 watt transmitter under test and Mildura's roughly equal distance from Melbourne Adelaide and Sydney making it signal ideal for those listening or working on the new band the beacon keys QRVD VK3FI Mildura followed by 20 seconds of carrier. In VK6, the team at News West will be hosting a special edition of the news celebrating 100 years of organised amateur radio in VK6. That's today, Sunday the 29th of December and it's to close off the centenary year in VK6. The news will be available for download from anywhere in the world from News West's website. That's at vk6.net. News West can be heard on just about every band imaginable. Also available on demand in VK4 from the Toowoomba repeater VK4RDD. Just see vk6.net for details of broadcast frequencies and times.
2: Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Toowoomba, it can be heard on VK4RDD on 14675MHz at 9am on Sunday morning. I'm Dave,
3: VK4LED.
4: What use is an F-call? When I speak with different amateurs, it often strikes me that they come from all different kinds of backgrounds and experiences. Behind a foundation license often is an individual who has experience which relates to amateur radio in some passing way. To grab a random collection, I know a foundation call who builds commercial antennas for a living one who managed a large mobile phone network, and one who maintains repeaters for his employers. My point is this. Just because an amateur has an entry-level license doesn't mean they're always clueless. The corollary is true, too. Just because an amateur has the highest level of qualifications doesn't make them an expert on all things amateur. In my search for knowledge and experience, I've learned to socialise with my local amateur community – Find online groups who share my interests and interact with enthusiasts who are building and playing. Go outside once in a while and make some new friends. I'm Ono Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima, Alpha Bravo.
0: From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via
5: VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Out of this world, deep space. Former radio amateur Jeff Garzik, XKB4UZB, plans to develop a CubeSat to distribute blockchain data for the digital currency Bitcoin. Jeff, in recent years during his spare time, has been a Bitcoin core developer, contributing to the core Bitcoin protocol. He says that a satellite node could help defend the Bitcoin network from a Sybil attack which is where malicious computers flood a node on the peer-to-peer network with bad data. It's reported that so far he has raised 37 bitcoins, about $32,000, in funding for the project. In Spain, following steps taken by URE, the Spanish National Amateur Radio Society, SETSI, their regulator, has issued a resolution authorising the use of the following frequencies during the first half of 2014. 5268. 5295, 5313, 5382, 5430 and 5439 kHz, 3 kHz bandwidth and the power limit 100 watts with CW and SSB modes. In the United Kingdom, the first novel about CubeSats and personal spacecraft has been published, A Pyramid of Tiny Skulls by Andy Thomas, Golf Zero Sierra Foxtrot Juliet is reported to be the first novel to find inspiration from CubeSats and the new wave of personal spacecraft such as sprites. In the story, a character named Jack Malik, who's an entrepreneur and nightclub operator, carries a letter from a murdered dancer home to a Russian enclave in Kaliningrad. There, he agrees to collect a secret parcel from Shanghai, and what he brings back will attract the city leader's attention and echo through the cosmos. Thomas has dedicated the new book to those whom he describes as the visionaries of CubeSats and personal spacecraft. New Ham Radio Educational Interest Video There's a New Ham Radio promotional and educational video now on the internet that may be of use to those trying to interest non-Hams in joining the fraternity. Amateur Radio Newsline's Hal Rogers, K8CMD, tells us a little bit about it. Amateurs interested in spreading the good word about
6: their hobby now have a new tool. A video entitled Discovering Amateur Radio has just been released. Written and narrated by David Anderson, K1AN, the production describes an extraordinary technology that in just 100 years has transformed our lives in, as Anderson says, the most amazing ways. Available in a condensed version as well as a half-hour program. The well-paced video can be viewed online or used in group presentations. The producers say it was created for anyone who wishes to encourage youth and adults to discover amateur radio. The production is one of many educational programs administered under the auspices of UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, through partnership with the World Genesis Foundation. Discovering Amateur Radio is on the project website at www.radioqrv.com. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Hal Rogers, K8CMD.
5: A federal jury deliberating the sentence for Arizona inmate John McCloskey failed to reach a unanimous verdict on Wednesday, December 11th, meaning the judge will sentence him to life in prison for murdering a retired Oklahoma ham radio operator and his wife. Amateur Radio Newsline's Norm Seeley, KI7UP, has more.
7: John McCloskey was convicted of the brutal murder of Gary Haas, N5VGH, and his wife Linda. Their bodies were found in their burned-out travel trailer in Santa Rosa, New Mexico on August 4, 2010. During the four-month trial, the defense argued that McCluskey should not be executed because brain damage, abuse, and addictions made him incapable of controlling his impulses and making reasoned decisions when he shot the horses. Prosecutors asserted that the only fitting punishment was to put McCluskey to death because he was a dangerous and remorseless cold-blooded killer and a danger to society. The victims were making their 11th summer trip to Colorado when they were killed three days after the prison break funded by a drug smuggling ring McCluskey allegedly ran in prison. At that time, McCluskey was serving 15 years for attempted second-degree murder, aggravated assault, and discharge of a firearm when he and two other prisoners staged a daring escape from a medium-security jail near Kingman, Arizona, this with the help of his cousin and fiancée, Castlin Welch. Jurors deliberated for nearly four days before deciding they couldn't agree on the death sentence, making mandatory that McCluskey serve the rest of his life in prison without the possibility of parole. For Amateur Radio Newsline, Norm Seely, KI-7UP in Scottsdale, Arizona. The Haas family left the
5: courtroom quietly, saying that they didn't want to comment on the jury's decision. A sentencing date has yet to be set.
8: A 60 metre beacon is transmitting PSK31 from South Africa on 5.250 megahertz at 5 minute intervals. You should hear this beacon. It, should you he- hear this beacon, <coughs> please send a signal report to beacon at zs6kts.co.za and a copy uh, to PROPRESEARCH prop research at sarl.org.za include your locator number with the report operated by the Kempton Park Amateur Radio Technical Society it's hoped to add CW and WSPR in the near future thousands of amateur radio operators around the world were able to say hi to NASA's Juno spacecraft in October as it went past Earth on its way to Jupiter the say hi project was made possible by the fact that Juno passed within 350 miles of the Earth's surface on the 9th of October in a manoeuvre to gain momentum for its July 2006 encounter with Jupiter. Juno did not return the greeting or even directly decode the messages, but the Juno team evaluated the waves, instrument, data containing the messages when the spacecraft was still over 37,000 kilometres from the Earth.
5: Although there have been numerous theories presented by solar researchers, many have come to the simple conclusion that solar cycle 24 is the most anemic in 100 years. Amateur Radio Newsline's Heather Emby, KB3TZD, has the details.
9: While our home star, the sun, is now at its 11-year solar maximum, it has already been compared with earlier poor solar maximums, including the very weak solar cycle 14 in the early 1900s. That cycle began February 1902 and ended August 1913. The maximum smoothed sunspot number observed during that cycle was 64.2. The minimum was 1.5. There were a total of approximately 1,019 days with no sunspots during cycle 14. Leith Svalgard is a researcher at Stanford University. On December 11th, he told reporters at the annual meeting of the American Geophysical Union that none of us alive have ever seen such a weak cycle, noting that the learning has already begun. For example, scientists think they know why the solar storms that have erupted during Solar Cycle 24 have caused relatively few problems here on Earth. They say that the sun often blasts huge clouds of superheated particles, known as coronal mass ejections, into space powerful CMEs that hit Earth squarely can trigger geomagnetic storms, which can in turn disrupt radio communications. But such events have rarely been seen during Solar Cycle 24, even though the total number of coronal mass ejections hasn't dropped off significantly. The explanation researchers say lies in the reduced pressure currently present in the Sun's heliosphere. Nat Gopalswamy of NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center asserts that this lower pressure has allowed CMEs to expand greatly as they move through space. As such, solar cycle 24 coronal mass ejections are, on average, 38% wider than those measured during the last cycle. In other words, less pressure from these CMEs is hitting here on Earth. And when CMEs expand more, the magnetic field inside of them has lower strength. So when you have lower strength magnetic fields, they cause milder geomagnetic storms. Scientists also think they know why relatively few super-fast solar energetic particles have been measured in Earth's neighborhood during the current cycle, which began in early 2008. They say that this has to do with the weakened interplanetary magnetic field, which appears to be another characteristic of Solar Cycle 24. Also, quite significant is the fact that the polar field was weak during Solar Cycle 23, so researchers kind of suspected that Solar Cycle 24 would be similar. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Heather Emby, KB3TZD, in Berwick, Pennsylvania.
8: Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline and the RSGB. The MP3s you can find on the web at the link on www rsgb.org I'm Jeremy Boots, G4NJH and you're tuned to VK1WIA From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA
10: News Studios
0: across Australia this is the National News Service relayed by VK1WIA
10: Operational News on Felix VK4FUQ Dateline 2014 WIA Summer VHF/UHF Field Day 11-12 January. HamSat Straight Keynote January 1. HamSat Straight Keynote on Oscar 2014 in memory of W2LV. You are cordially invited to participate in Straight Keynote on Oscar 2014. Sponsored by HamSat for all radio amateurs throughout the world. Operate CW through any amateur satellite from 0001 through 24 hours UTC. On January 1, 2014, using a manual non-electronic key, note that bugs are now allowed. There is no need to send in a log, but please nominate someone you work for best fist. Your nominee need not have the best fist of those you heard, just of those you worked. Send your nomination to w2rs at msat.org. This year's event is being held in memory of Robert Morris, 1902-1997, W2LV. Bob's amateur and professional career in radio literally spanned the era from spark to satellite, one of the first to work across the Atlantic in 1923. He also received satellite DXCC number 2 in 1979. Spring VHF-UHF Field Day results. Although we have not been notified by the WIA or our WIA Contest Department, Listening to last weekend's VK seven WI News from Hobart, I heard that this year VK five logs out numbered other call areas by a country mile and VK five stations on four of the six sections. With C main winners were VK five AKM, VK five KK, VK five LA and VK five ZD Special Event Stations DX, speaker and repeater and net advice. PA-0RRS is once again active as 9M2MRS from Penang Island until December 31 until February 3rd. His operation will be on 40 through 10 metres using CWRG and PSK. QSL virus home call PA-0RRS. Sovereign Military Order of Malta. An international team of amateur radio operators led by Francesco IK0FEC will be active as 1A0KM from the Sovereign Military Order of Malta between January the 2nd and the 7th. QSL via IK0FTA. Log will be updated to LOTW. ACT 2 meter beacon. After an absence of many years, ACT now have an operational 2-mini beacon in the Region 144.410, using the callsign VK1-RSB. It's currently running into the Belconnen area of the ACT into a temporary antenna at 10 watts. It is planned to install its permanent 6 dB stacked cloverly 360-degree horizontally polarized antenna early in the new year. The 433-stroke 12.96 MHz beacons and antennas will be installed at the same time on the site. Reports would be welcome. First activation of lighthouse USA 1407. Activating Mount Dora lighthouse USA 1407 on the 140th anniversary of the first settlers to Mount Dora, Florida, February 15, February 16, 40, 20, 15, 10 meters, CWSSB and PSK31. Mount Dora Lake Lighthouse USA 1407 is the only inland freshwater lighthouse in Florida. It is a working navigation lighthouse for the port of Mount Dora on Lake Dora in Lake County, Florida. See qiz.com webpages for N4N or KA4WJR. Follow instructions for QSL. Award tracking VK3. A portable and mobile trek around Victoria, husband and wife team Joe VK3YSP and Julie Gonzalez VK3FOWL are on the road, aiming to activate areas covered by no less than four operating awards. The pair had mapped in four circle trips all 45 areas they planned to activate under the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award. They will work also under the Worldwide Flora and Fauna Award visit Three Peaks for Summits on the Air, and while mobile outside the parks, be available for the Local Government Award on Simplex. Listen for them during this holiday season from 19 national parks in Western Victoria on a frequency of 7090 megahertz. All contacts are planned to be logged on qiz.com with activations on the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award and worldwide Flora and Fauna Yahoo Australia Groups. And spots on the soda database. And with 2014 just around the corner, Happy New Year everybody. For VK1 WA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham.
6: Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the south-east of South Australia. It can be heard on VK5 RMG 146.900 MHz on Sunday mornings at 9am Central Standard Time. I'm Cole, VK5HCF.
1: I'm sure those that used to tune the bands, particularly in the 60s and 70s, would be well aware that that signature tune is the Voice of Russia, Radio Moscow. And only days remain on air for this signature station on the shortwave broadcasting bands, the Voice of Russia, previously known as Radio Moscow. The end of its transmissions come on the 1st of January and, in part, is blamed on rising costs and to make the country's state media more efficient. On October the 29th 1929, Radio Moscow became the first to have a broadcast to the world, followed three years later by the BBC and then the Voice of America back in 1942. By 1939, Radio Moscow was broadcasting in the Arabic, English, French, German and Italian languages and warned about the growth of fascism. Mussolini ordered Radio Moscow be blocked. Hitler did also when World War II began. During the Cold War and the Cuban Missile Crisis in October '62, then-Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev used Radio Moscow to broadcast an open letter to President John F. Kennedy that saw an end of that conflict and a threatened war. The state-owned broadcaster has primarily included propaganda for foreign listeners. Those who tuned into the broadcasts and interviews following the Chernobyl nuclear accident of 1986 heard the Soviet Union acknowledge that there had been an accident at Chernobyl in the Ukraine, but downplayed its importance. Not only on shortwave, but also high-powered LF and broadcast band stations, but the degree recently signed by Russian President Vladimir Putin puts an official end to the Radio Moscow broadcasts. Let's relive one of those broadcasts.
0: And at this very point, I'd like to say hello to all our listeners in the United States of America. Tune in on 10.40am. Don't let video kill the radio star. Keep it tuned to 10.40am Radio Moscow. Radio, 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 radio. And now here's a letter from Laurie Daitner in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, USA, who writes, I've recently started listening to Radio Moscow. I enjoy it very much. I am a student at Slippery Rock University. I have traveled in the Soviet Union, and one thing I liked was the music. I would like to hear more contemporary and rock music from your artists. I especially like Time Machine, Autograph, and Aquarium. Young people everywhere like this type of music. If young people in my country hear the music of your young people,
5: we shall see
0: that we are not so different after all. Well, Laurie, that's what LRC is all about. Thanks for writing. And proving one more time that music makes friends. Here's Aquarium and dreams of something bigger. W I A. Intruder Watch.
1: On the Intruder Watch scene, some disturbing news from a little north of Brisbane, it's to the Redcliffe Amateur Radio Club.
2: Many thanks to those who monitor the club's repeater, as uh, both Ken VK4FKN and Scotty VK4NUT have heard a possible pirate station using the 2 meter repeater. This person is actually broadcasting music on the repeater frequencies. It is requested that all amateurs who either listen to or use the Redcliffe 2 metre repeater and hear this person please provide the following details: the time and date, the type of interference, your location, and if possible, the signal strength of the uplink frequency. If you could then email John VK4YJV via the club's website or notify the club secretary also via the club's website. Previous pirate stations who have tried to use the repeater have suffered heavy penalties and loss of their equipment. Remember, protecting our bands from any intruder is responsibility that each one of us share, so your assistance in this
0: manner would be greatly appreciated. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au
1: special interest group news and yes it's graham stepping in for brian and also for robert let's have a look at roa
3: rotarians of amateur radio are one of the original rotary fellowships 47 years young this year was rotary's 108th birthday next year will be the 109th birthday and 2015 will bring up rotary's 110th birthday As the ROAR International President for 2012-2015, I'm encouraging ROAR members to participate in a yearly on-air event using special polio call signs, where possible, to help celebrate Rotary's birthday by highlighting Rotary's goals and achievements in the fight against polio. This will be a coordinated effort on the weekend closest to Rotary's birthday, February 23rd. In 2014, this will be a worldwide event with ROAR members operating stations with special polio call signs from many countries around the world. In Australia, we expect the following stations t- to be active: VI2polio, operated by Noel VK2IWT; VI3polio, operated by Peter VK3KCD; VI4polio, operated by Diane VK4KYL and Bill VK4Zulu Delta. VI6 Polio, operated by Wally, VK6 Yankee Sugar, and VI7 Polio, operated by Reg, VK7 Kilo Kilo. So far, other ROWA members who have indicated that they wish to participate are Whiskey 9 Uniform Hotel Lima, Victor Echo 3 Bravo Golf Golf, Kilo Bravo 6 November Uniform, Oscar Hotel 6 Sierra Mike, Yankee Oscar 9 Bravo Charlie, and Yankee Oscar 9 Bravo Golf Radio. Many more are expecting to obtain special event call signs for the event. Why polio? Well, Rotary International and its many partners are on the verge of eliminating polio worldwide. It's been a long haul, but even war-torn countries like Syria are cooperating in the effort to rid the world once and for all of this scourge. This is Bill Mayne, VK4, Zulu Delta, Roar President, 2012-15.
1: With that, we wrap up WIA National News. This one, we wrap it up for the year of 2013. We will be back the beginning of next year, 2014, and we'll do it all over again. And next year, we'd love to hear from you with what's happening in your wonderful world of amateur radio. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly.
0: We've reported, you decide.